0: This is a Federal News Network podcast. The clock is ticking on open season when federal employees choose next year's health insurance. Choosing can require a lot of research and calculation. Here with some advice for how to arrive at your best choice, our on-call insurance expert consultant, Walt Francis. Walt, good to have you on. It's great to be with you. And as we know, you were a regular during this open season with Mike Causey when we aired the Your Turn show. So glad to have you stay in the family and keep giving the advice you've had for so many years to federal employees. This year, anything new and exciting, people need to know. I mean, the rates are going up. And so that must mitigate in favor of really sharpening that pencil.
1: Yes and no. Actually, maybe that's good news the rates are going up because at least maybe it'll get some people off the couch and thinking about improving their health care situation and reducing their costs. The average increase is a little over 8%, but, of course, half the plans went up less than the average or not at all. But leaving that aside, there are plans that could save you thousands of dollars a year. So there's a big opportunity, and maybe we jolted some people into thinking about it. The other point, and I'm sure we'll go into detail all along, is that there are two things that are not brand new this year, but are new in recent years, and most employees and annuitants aren't paying attention to them. One of them is high deductible plans, and the other is plans that pay your entire Medicare Part B premium and give you a Medicare Advantage plan tailored to federal annuitants. If annuitants aren't looking at those Medicare Advantage options, they are wasting a lot of money.
0: That's a good point. So just to clarify for people that may not be totally versed, Medicare Part B is something you need after Medicare Part A, but you also need Advantage of some sort beyond Part B. In other words, there's really three major components to Medicare that someone in Medicare needs. Part A you get kind of automatically when you're 65, and then Part B and Advantage.
1: And Medicare Advantage is voluntary. You don't, quote, need it in a legal sense. But it's an option. There are Medicare Advantage plans, hundreds of them, all over the country. It's actually, the program is modeled after the FEHB, and about half, and it grows every year, it's up to half now, of all Medicare enrollees in the country, that's about 30 million people, are in Medicare Advantage plans. In the federal employees program, it's about 1%, not 50%. And among the annuitants who've made that transition, and a whole lot more need to do it because it will save them a ton of money.
0: So how does a federal employee that is, or a former federal employee, typically if you're an annuitant and you're on that Part B an Advantage, how do you find those plans? Is there some button you can push, find all plans that have you, Medicare Part B plus Medicare Advantage?
1: Yes, it's easy to find them. Uh, you can find them on the OPM website. You know, it's opm.gov slash insure, and the OPM website, among other things, will list all the plans in your zip code that are available to you. They are a lot more clearly listed and shown on the checkbook website because we organize plans not by alphabetic name, but by which ones cost you least. So if you go to www.checkbook.org or guide to org, I should say, either one will get you there, You can see, you know, you sign in on our website and boom, you'll see a list of plans you're eligible for. And very up near the top, best buys will be a half dozen of these Medicare Advantage plans.
0: Well, that's easy. We're speaking with Walt Francis. He's a health insurance consultant and editor of the Checkbook Guide to the Federal Employee Health Benefits Plan. And aside from price, though, then you need to do some comparison of what you actually get for the money. Fair to say.
1: Oh, yeah, you always, no matter what you're doing in open season, you better be thinking about your health situation and that of your spouse or family, and you better be looking hard at the plan you're in to make sure it didn't change, for example, in some way that's adverse to you. And you should look at some other plans because the classic example is suppose you're going to have a baby next year and a planned child. Some plans pay 100% of the cost of maternity, pre, post, and during, Okay. So, you know, why pay $5,000 if you could join a plan that pays the whole $5,000, more or less, the maternity costs? Well, you better do a little homework. You could call your gynecologist. You could look at plan lists. You could look at plan brochures. You can look at our guide or the OPM guide. But you better do some homework to save that five grand.
0: Yeah, you can put it away towards college someday instead of spending (laughs) it on the birth of the child. And let's talk more about the high deductible plans that would be presumably for people at the opposite end of the life cycle from those that are annuitants, retirees, looking at Medicare. If you both go to the Peloton classes and run marathons, maybe the high deductible is a better option?
1: Well, even if you got arthritis and you kind of hobble around like I do, they're a great option for any employee of any age. Depending on your health circumstances, And it's not so much whether you're healthy or unhealthy, it's whether or not you have large continuing costs every year. So a type 1 diabetic probably wouldn't find a high-deductible plan the best choice. But someone who's in reasonably good health expects to have an annual physical every year and maybe one or two additional doctor visits and a few hundred bucks on prescription drugs, you're the perfect candidate, whether you're age 20 or age 50, for a high-deductible plan And again, you can look online, you can go to our website, you can go to the OPM website, you can just do a search on Google or, you know, high deductible FEHB. The plans that offer this option really want to tell you all about it. There's four or five really good buys, and it's a little bit complicated, but the key way to think of it is it's a long-term investment vehicle. You can put aside up to $6,000 a year or so for a family, half that for an individual, and it goes into health savings account, which is like an IRA. It's an investment account. It's in your name. It goes in tax-free. It grows tax-free, and it comes out tax-free if you use it for health care. So you put in the maximum if you can, or at least what's automatically put in for you, which is a couple of thousand every year. And after five or six years, you're going to have a balance up in the ten or $20,000 range, depending on just how much you put in. And at that point, you will never have to pay that high deductible again, and maybe any health care costs again, except out of that account.
0: Right. Okay, good advice. And just to define our terms here, high deductible is a class of policy. It's not like the deductibles are on a gradual scale, and someone puts a pin down, and to the left of it, it's low deductible, and to the right of it, it's high deductible.
1: Exactly. It's in law. It's actually administered by the Internal Revenue Service of all people. They enforce it and they write the rules for it. And the plans to be a high deductible plan have to meet a set of IRS specified criteria that OPM also has to review the plans. But assuming it's a reputable plan and survives the review processes, the basic idea is that you will pay a deductible, usually about $2,000 for self only before the plan kicks in with any medical benefits except your immunizations and your annual physical those are free and don't count against all this but towards that 2000 they start you off with $1000 or so in your health savings account so the deductible really is only $1000 the idea of it is for you to think hard about what you're spending on healthcare before you go incur unnecessarily high expense or just unnecessary visits. And it's a successful model. It accounts for close to half the enrollment in private sector Fortune 500 company health plans. And yet, again, the federal employees, couch potatoes or whatever it is they are, when it comes to health insurance, are sitting on their derriers during open season and not even checking out this incredible option available to all of them.
0: Well, let's leave it there then. Get off your derriere. You know what they say in French, just squeeze in derriere gauche. You don't want to be left behind. Walton Francis is a health insurance consultant and editor of the Checkbook Guide to the Federal Employee Health Benefits Plan. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. We'll post this interview along with a link to more information at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive wherever you get your podcasts.
3: You know I'm so lucky at a u we we draw in right students who are primed for this um and who are passionate when they walk in our doors, even with that population you know there there are headwinds right u s a jobs right? just even getting educated these pieces so so helping with that is a whole set of work. I'm also really passionate about as you point out, reaching out to a diversity of folks who haven't even thought about these careers as careers i you're going to get in there quickly (laughs) and you're going to get in the mix and get exposure, experience and opportunity for impact. That's really unlike any other career. Perfect.
2: Well, thank you, Sasha. And thanks to everyone for listening. I'm Shane Canfield and this has been the Lessons in Leadership podcast. Talk to you next time.
3: You think your dog deserves the best for the holidays. BarkBox knows they do. And the best is exactly what BarkBox delivers every month. You'll get fun-themed goodies curated for your dog, and you'll be joining a community of pups and their people. We're celebrating sugar season with a double batch of irresistible toys, treats, and chews from our Seasoned Sweetings-themed box. To start spoiling your dog and get your free upgrade, visit BarkBox.com podcast. Whether in person or remote, open communication with your doctor is key to managing any condition, including heart failure.
1: How have you been feeling? Um, I'm okay.
3: Both are great options to continue having open conversations with your doctor about how you're feeling. I've had less energy. And when you speak openly with your doctor, they're better equipped to help. Visit heartfailuretalks.com to learn more.